Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob, long here with B. Yes, and it's just us today. It's just us here. We are sitting in the feelings of we're we're not a week out yet from the results of the presidential election coming in, but yeah. we are we are just over a week after the rest of the election results have come in. Last week, the week of the election was the longest week of 2020. The hundred year week. That is saying a lot, right? Like, yeah, the longest week of 2020. I, I was so stressed that I was like getting sick. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I mean, I am trying. I try to remember what happened last week at like different. Like, what did I do on Thursday night? I don't know. Other than just being a ball of anxiety, it like, was awful. What I was doing on Thursday night. That's what I was doing. It was living it was with just... anxiety. <sighs> It was awful. Yeah, it was. It was awful. Um, I mean, it's good that the election, for the most part, is over. And I say for the most part because we it, obviously nationally there was two Senate runoffs in Georgia, which are giving me hope. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how they're giving me hope? Because I believe in Georgia voters. I also believe in Georgia voters. I, however, only believe in one of the two Democratic candidates. I only believe in one of them. The Rev- Reverend, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Yes. I believe in him. So I, not the white guy? I do not believe in John Ossif or Osif or however you pronounce his name. No. Well, but he would be better, right? I mean, the- he would definitely be better than Purdue because Purdue is a piece of shit. Let's just be real. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. Wipe. So... Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's less of a, he's like on the the piece of shit scale. Purdue is like two points less of a piece of shit than the other Republican criminal Kelly Loeffler, who is an actual like full fledged 100% piece of shit. So, and that's who Warnock is running against. She, she's kind of a QAnoner. She, she did some insider trading, you know, before, but right, right around the early part of the COVID shutdown. Uh, oh my god I know who you're talking about you know usually I'm clueless when you're talking about like (laughs) I know who you're talking about that's some bullshit she's terrible she's not just terrible for Georgia she's like probably a parasite to her family let's be real I believe that she probably like is the worst part of her family I am gonna tell (laughs) you sorry I'm I'm bringing I'm the one that brings us down in this conversation (laughs) No, but let's talk about how I'm going to send some money to Fair Fight. Mm-hmm. The organization that uh, is Stacey Abrams' organization. Right. And I know people like Stacey Abrams, there were so many memes and just like glorifying her, right. which I think it's valid. But it's also like she didn't do this alone. No. This is a massive movement Huge. of the black community, black community and people of color in Georgia that have been fighting for their right to vote. Right. And I, I am so thankful as an, as a non-voter, as an, as a person that's not eligible to vote. The fact that I, I was like just sitting last week, just waiting, you know, like with nothing to contribute. 
it felt like I had like nothing to contribute. It's just like, okay, let's see what the fuck people decide for me. Right. They're like the saviors right now. Oh people yeah. People in Atlanta, people in Detroit, people in Philadelphia, right. people, the people in, in um, Arizona, the native Americans in Arizona yeah. are the ones that are delivering us from the Cheeto evil. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I am insanely. So, I mean, it, like, as we were talking before we recorded, if you look at the election map of Arizona, the reservations are the bluest part of Arizona. Yes. And the reservations were the most affected by COVID, like, like across the country, the worst, the places that were affected by COVID, the worst was specifically the Navajo reservation. And historically, like, well, yeah. this is when we're talking about the pandemic, but like, it's the America. people that get the worst um the worst when it comes to like pollution yeah that comes when it comes uh, the worst when it comes to like everything right everything the people that are living in food deserts people that are living in in transportation deserts people that are, and they came and like redeemed the fucking country right because because uh, my fellow white people, once again, let everybody yeah, down. They can suck it. It's true. They it's can true. go eat a bag of dick. They can. They really can. That was horrible. Yeah. I, I mean, and we're not going to get into it too much, but I mean, the election results, specifically in Nevada, when I look at it, I think to myself, how many people do I know personally who voted for Trump, but would never admit that they voted for Trump because clearly Trump got a ton of votes in this state. And so there's yeah. plenty of people that won't admit it. And like, I'm sorry, but if you voted for him this time, like you're okay with like racism and you're okay with like, I don't know, hatred of people that aren't white. You may not feel like you are, you hate non-white people, or don't hate people that are of the LGBTQ plus community, but you are voting for somebody that outwardly and openly does hate those things. No, so and it you're like matter. voting, and you're voting to like continue the oppression of these communities, right? And, like in in so many different ways, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be accused of being like a Biden fan because Biden's only a little bit better. But he surrounds himself with people that aren't openly for the continuation of the oppression of this community. And the community. thing is that just not being a Biden fan is not an excuse. Like, we're talking about a bigger deal oh, yeah. this time around. Right. We're talking about, like, I don't give a shit if you don't like Biden. I don't give a shit if you don't like uh, Kamala Harris. Because it's about we're fighting this, like, huge evil. This asshole that... Still, like, won't concede the election. This is no. a giant crybaby that is never going to admit that he lost anything, right? Like, because he no. can't, probably cannot confront any of his emotions. No. Well, I mean. For whatever reason. And he grew up in a way where he never, ever had to be a loser. And so the fact that he's actually a loser. Even though he's always been a loser. Right. He's always has been a loser. But now it's like the country is like, you're a loser. And he's like, have I can't seen, stand being a loser. Have you seen that Venn diagram that has like, it's like three parts and it's yes. like, 
president, the one-term president, and then it's impeached. like impeached, press, right. impeached or resigned, and then the other one. What's the other lost, one? Lost the popular vote. And he's like right smack in the middle. He's, he's the, the only, only one. one. Got to, it's got to feel real bad when you've never been okay with having feelings. Oh, Lord. That's horrible. But is it? But, is it, but you know, oh, I'm going to start. Like, if somebody is listening to this that thinks you're my friend and you voted for Trump, although I don't think they would be listening to this, but y'all can go ahead and delete me from everywhere because I am not interested in talking to you ever again. <laughs> no. Well, let's not focus on the negative. <laughs> there was I mean, a lot of good. Yes, there was a there lot of good. There is a lot of good coming out of this. Well, I mean, and, and you mentioned it. I mean, we have these communities that have been fighting for generations who won the election for America. Like, generations. Uh, you know, it, in the places that we already mentioned, I mean... Philadelphia and Detroit and and Milwaukee and yeah. Atlanta like these are the places that you know these are the communities who have constantly particularly in those places where they've been you know run by Republicans for so long that those states have tried actively tried to disenfranchise these communities from mobilizing and voting and finally you know they those communities have gotten to the point where there's more of them than there are the people that are trying to disenfranchise them. And they're like, fuck you. And they're working together. Yeah. They're organizing and they're fighting back. Right. And thank you. Yes, exactly. We're doing thank that. Cause, cause my fellow white people really don't get, they won't do that. So <laughs> no moment of silence. <laughs> no, um, but can we talk about all the good things that happen in Nevada? We can. So Wild and Free has a real impeccable uh, record on judges. By my calculations, we're right about 70% of our endorsed judges won the election, uh, which means there's a ton of new judges who are former public defenders, which is exactly awesome. who we want on the bench. Those are Those are the people that we want on the bench. Um, and, uh, the judge who, uh, you know, there's some judges who did some pretty shitty things have lost their elections, which is great. So like Richard Scotty, Scotty, whatever you pronounce it, terrible, terrible, terrible behavior in the courtroom lost, which is great. It's the one that threw the constitution yes. at the juror. Yeah. He lost. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> so I was going to say bye, Felicia, but we have a Felicia friend. Yeah. So, uh, but so great. I mean, other than the Supreme Court loss, uh, Asi Fumo did not win, which uh, is sadly, yeah. was, sadly, that, that was that was a bummer because a local casino mogul donated half a million dollars to his opponent opponent's campaign right before the election. Thanks for fucking it for us. Casino mogul slash newspaper owner. The name not to be mentioned because there's only one of those in town that <laughs> both owns casinos and a newspaper. <laughs> the worst. Um, it... Shout out. Shout out to the um, to the all the people that were counting votes and that yeah, were poll um, po the poll workers. Right. 
not and, the strippers, but the ones, you know, the voting poll workers. Uh, we also shout out to the poll, those poll workers who have been out of work since March. Jesus. Hey, y'all, can we stay home? Like, y'all, everybody, I mean, I say we, but I have been staying home since March. Right. Everybody, let's do our part because otherwise we're never going to be able to go to restaurants again. Right. Or hug our friends. Well, those of you that are currently hugging your friends because you don't care about COVID, that's not cool. Yeah. Because I, um, I have restrained for months now. Me too. Yeah, it's not not fun. Um, that's why Dwayne, my cat, is getting extra hugs now. Right. So that is definitely, I mean, we, we definitely need to pay attention to that. And unfortunately, I have to go to work because I have to get paid because we live in a society where if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Um, but the thing is that if we keep this bullshit up and the numbers go up even higher right we're gonna have to close everything again yes we will and it's looking like that some of the other states are very much going to that and and i know just you know what yesterday our governor um you know put out a recommendation but it's not really there's not really any meat behind it so he kind of sounded like he was talking to toddlers i'm telling you i'm gonna take your toy away Nevada is known for its toddler-like attitude, so that's not a wrong way to that's not a wrong way to talk to us. It's, it's how you treat drunks or toddlers. Yes, which is basically three quarters of our state drunk toddlers. Oh my, drunks God. and toddlers. Um, the what the one thing, uh, and we also we are the first state in the country to put into our constitution same-sex marriage, Woo-hoo! which is amazing. Because God knows we have a Supreme Court now in the country who could take that away. But our state, they cannot take it away from Nevada. Why? I was riding high and then you reminded me of the Supreme Court. You brought me down. Well, then, yeah. I shouldn't then talk about how the Democrats in our state lost seats in the state legislature. Which, I guess we were going there anyways. Right, yeah. which is which is really not a great thing. Um, it looks like we still will be a female-dominated state legislature, which is very cool because that is a nice, unique thing about Nevada. But uh, did they lose the majority or the supermajority? No, they lost this. It looks like they lost the supermajority, um, but not not the majority. Still have a majority, but um, you know there were some very close races. Some incumbents lost. Uh, you know, which is always, which is always tough. But I think too, my personal opinion is uh, the democratic party in the state hasn't done enough. And the governor as well, hasn't done enough to address the economic issues of COVID to the people in Nevada. Like it's hit, obviously it's hit our state really hard because we're so based on tourism and not having tourism for almost three months really killed a lot of our economy. And that should have been a primary, like, way to address what's going on and couch because COVID's a big deal and it's still a huge deal and it is still very important but in our state it needs to be addressed also on the economic level because so many of our livelihoods mine included depends on people visiting las vegas and it i mean we're still not even dealing with the worst of no. the economic impact that COVID 19 is going to have no not at all and of course if other states start locking down no one's going to come visit us so you know we should be the state on the forefront of safety and we should show other states how they can address this and and 
open and be safe. And that should be who we are, but we are not doing that. I mean, it's basically coming down to the fact that we, as a nation, need to really invest in education and teach people how to think. Right. Right. We can't just keep training kids on how to take tests. No. We need to give kids the ability to do their own research, the ability to question, the ability to think critically because it affects everywhere. Like, right. The well, dumbass people that are just believing whatever they see on Facebook and they're just believing whatever headlines and they're not even like clicking through or reading articles. Like, that's what's ruining this country. It is. When you don't believe the actual scientists, scientific experts who are telling you to, like, be careful and take care of the situation. You, that's the problem. When you question data and analysis and science, but don't question a fucking book <laughs> that has... I know like, where you're going. Magical thinking stories about like putting a whole bunch of animals in an ark and like all this bullshit okay we need to teach people how to like question things when it comes to religious beliefs because that shit is what's killing us well i mean it is it is such an unfortunate thing when you also have people who are and again we here on this podcast are no, we are not, we, I mean, we are not what you could call dyed-in-the-wool Democrats. We are not, we do not love the Democratic Party, but we also understand that, like, when the current president of the United States talks about voter fraud, that no data, no actual yeah. data supports, none whatsoever. And people there is no data that supports it. People immediately eat it up. Right. Like, it's like, y'all are dumb. Like, you are not questioning the wrong thing. Right. Like, you can question, like, whether or not the news is biased. Like, like you watch, like, MSNBC or CNN, and you can be like, you know what? I think this is biased. Sure, it is. But that doesn't mean every single thing that they say is incorrect or wrong. Or fake. Or, or fake. Made up. Like, that's not what critical thinking isn't just because one thing is wrong. It's all wrong. So that's basically saying like the one time I filled a balloon with helium and it didn't come down because I didn't see it come down. Gravity doesn't exist. Gravity's false. That's that's literally what you're saying. If you will throw out it like the term, I guess, is to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like if you just disregard everything because of one thing being wrong. Like, you're not critically thinking, you're being stupid. Yeah. Like, you're being intentionally and willfully stupid. And, you know, again, I don't... It's, I don't, a, it's a fucking problem because it's affecting everybody. Right. If it only affected the lives of the people that are doing right. the dumb shit, it's one thing, right? Yeah. But it has, it's affecting everybody. Yeah, it would be great if, like, some of this stuff just affected the one person. But, yeah, it does not. And then when you act on it, it definitely affects all these other people. And if you act on it and you're like, COVID doesn't exist, and you go out and interact with a bunch of people and then get people sick and then maybe kill somebody, like, that's on you. Mm -hmm. 
still it does exist whether you like it or not it does exist i don't know if we wanted to go to this place but we went there we went there <laughs> i feel like we we turned the switch like the election turned the switch from like straight community affairs to like we're just to gonna... like please stop your magical thinking right. this is coming from i mean i'm a recovering evangelical right i was basically in a cult you were you were also i mean this may let a little too much into your your past life you were like a clown for the cult an actual <laughs> literal clown I for was, the cult. I was like a legit clown <laughs> for the cult. <laughs> hey man, that's cold blooded. <laughs> I wasn't ready to deal with those feelings yet. <gasps> hey, we've all we've all done things for magical thinking. I sp <laughs> I spent like three years as a super Christian in college. You know, I was experiment. College <gasps> is a time to experiment. And you went with religion. Yes, what I happened did. to drugs? I thought that's what that's what the American college experience was. That was about. that was after college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Religion religion. Was you were my like, I'm gonna, you were like, I'm gonna rebel against my progressive parents by going to church. Pretty much. <laughs> no. I mean I started that in well, I started that in high school because then I went to the Unitarian Church, which is like super progressive I and then just, okay. but then i went then i would then i became a christian in college so and then then i became not a christian after college let's 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 just yeah. say this i'm not like against all religions right. i think there there are some good things that religion brings to the table but there's this like there's this thing about like just blind faith and yes. not go like not questioning certain things that it's just that's just toxic man right that's just so toxic it's true and it it like makes us bleed it, it bleeds into everything right and the thing is that it's costing a lot of lives yeah and it shouldn't be like that so there we go we need to yeah. investigate education in like actual education we need to like we need to do things better all right well dear listeners half of our previous recording had just disappeared into the ether listen y'all we recorded <laughs> one of the best podcast episodes that we've had in a while and then technology was like uh this is 2020 i'm going to fail we were so angry about something and about many things that we don't even remember what we were angry about. We were angry and righteous and we had a, all of these like great ideas on how to fix the world. Mm -hmm. And we were counting on those ideas being recorded because we don't remember them anymore. No, that that was it. We we would have become nationwide, if not world international podcasting superstars for the ideas that we have lost yes and it's so. it's sad it's mostly sad for you all it's less sad for us because we our lives haven't changed fully service announcement <laughs> back up your stuff <laughs> yes or make sure your open source recording software is actually recording instead <laughs> before of, you continue talking yeah instead of just just going oh. right along 
So we were mm. um, just going over our feelings after the election. Right. And who, and I think who won of, this election, B? Who won it? Who won this election? The people won it. Um, Which people? Biden, Biden and Harris were given the victory. The Democrats were given the victory by the black community mm-hmm. and the Native American community. So shout out yep. to the cities that made that happen. Georgia made it happen, but it wasn't Georgia. It was Atlanta. Yep. Detroit made it happen. Yep. Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Yep. I'm forgetting how. And the whole Ooh, Navajo in, Nation. In Arizona, yes. Yes, in Arizona, it was like the whole of Navajo Nation. Right. So thank you all for helping us. I thank you with all of my heart. I also do, especially knowing that um, people that look like me really don't give a fuck and really voted for Trump in massive numbers. So so thank you for the people that understand the actual consequences of voting for a racist asshole. So yes. thank you. Thank you for understanding that because white people, many, many live in privilege that they don't quite understand the real repercussions of that. Or they're just racist and like him because he's also racist. To the white people listening right now, please call out your racist grandmother during mm. Thanksgiving or whatever you celebrate. Zoom giving. These are yes. Hopefully you'll be celebrating that. These are the conversations that white people need to be having. Mm-hmm. It is the responsibility of white people to like educate themselves. Yes. And other people. Because they are not listening to us. And by us I mean people of color. Right. Not at all. No, it is it is it is absolutely our responsibility to educate our friends and family members and also like you know you shouldn't be afraid of just if well there's that's a loud siren but you shouldn't be afraid if they're if you have a family member who is being super aggressive and or you know continuing on this racist path and they don't want to listen to you or reason like you have no obligation to keep them in your life absolutely not you should give it your best shot but like you know what if you've got a racist aunt or uncle like you don't you should try hard though you should should no no definitely have this conversation there is such thing as I um actually Adrian Mary Brown has been talking about and she has she has a book actually out. Um today is the coalition date. Right. Uh today we I will hear. not cancel us. And it's about like we can't be canceling people left and right. No. We need to work to really come together and educate those that need to be educated about liberation movements. But we also, you know, especially people of color, we need to have those boundaries because we can't be educated every, everybody that, that wants to just come and troll us. No, most definitely. And I think, you know, as, as, a, as a white person, it's also good to understand how you can start having that conversation with somebody. The best course of action is not usually to say, 
hey, you're racist, but it's to yeah. start with things that, you know, they're your family members, things that maybe they can relate to. Because at first you get somebody to say, okay, I understand that, you know, it is like we, oh, you know, like we have a member of the LGBT community in our family and by voting for this person, we are actually voting against our family member. Like, that's a good place to start because you have that in common, as opposed to saying, look, you're a hateful bigot, which sometimes you may want to say that. And I mean, you have my permission to call anybody that you want racist in your own family. I feel like, okay, so one of the one of the resources that it's like super good that I recommend all the time is so you want to talk about race. Mm -hmm. And I think the first step is like educating yourself right. into how to address these things. And, 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 um, cause people can get frustrated, man, but right. let's keep trying. Yeah. And I've been, I've been specifically with some of my family members, uh, been working on right now. I am starting conversations around the, uh, inaccuracy of information that they're sharing. And that's kind of my in right now. So <sighs> then, because there's so much misinformation that's being shared, which mm -hmm. tends to have very much racist over or undertones, depending on the, you know, the information. And so it's going after that and saying, you know what, look, this isn't about Biden or Trump. This is about you sharing this information that is actually false and it's hurtful and harmful. And this is mm -hmm. how it's harmful. Because there are plenty of times I say, I don't fucking like Trump as a part. I mean, I don't like Biden. I don't like Trump either. But like, I'm like, I don't really care for either of these two people. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just the best choice presented. No, totally. I'm not. I'm I mean, that is that is my view. And but when yeah. I'm talking with these family members, they're like, well, you're just so into Joe Biden. I'm like, and I'm it not. Listen, the Joe only Biden. person that's like really into Joe Biden is Dr. Biden. Right, Dr. Jill Biden. <laughs> Dr. Jill and Biden. And maybe Champ and Major, the Biden dogs. <laughs> Why do you know their name? <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But I can't think of two more Joe Biden names oh, for Joe Biden dogs than Champ and Major. Because that's just like, he, I'm surprised one's not malarkey, to be honest. Malarkey? <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. Oh my God. We need to have a whole episode on, on, on us just guessing the name of different people's pets. Yeah. Or, or suggesting names. Right. Well, I mean, one, and we can go down this path or not. I mean, like, Bernie Sanders doesn't have a pet. Wait. Bernard doesn't have, doesn't have a pet. Well, he probably volunteers at his home uh, like animal shelters like on every like single second that he has available no right. no he, he very well may <laughs> or he probably like contributes money to the local animal you know sanctuaries because he's like i, I don't have time because i have to do the business of the people in in the senate are there i have seen pictures of him holding a cat was that it was probably photoshopped huh we know the bird oh. is real the bird. Oh, was it in my dreams? Could have been. Bird. Could have been in your dreams, but birds Birdie. like him. Birdie, was real. Birds like Which him. Kind of creepy because I don't like birds. 
I don't either. Small ones are that better one was than large good, ones. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Small ones are better than large ones. They, so, they wouldn't eat your whole eye. No. Yeah, no. Anyways. So we were, one of the things we do remember we, that was cut off that we were going to talk about real briefly was dream cabinet positions. People that we would, that we know that Joe Biden is not going to pick for his cabinet, but like we think would be awesome. I mean, maybe he will. I don't know. By this time, everybody should know, because when we talked about it the first time five days ago, it was right. like fresh out in the news. Yeah. By this time, people should know that um, New Mexico representative Dev Haaland, did I say that right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. That's when we looked up the pronunciation. Yes, I believe so. Um, that she is on the short list to be uh, Secretary of the Interior. Yes. Now we also know, like here, five days ahead of of the previous 25 minutes. <laughs> Time is weird, y'all. Now we know that she, this I learned today, that she's refused leadership position. Uh, she was going to go for being a co-chair for a committee or something oh. in the House of Representatives. She's refused that. That's good news. My whole body got, like, I got chills when I read that this morning. And I don't remember what news outlet it was. But I got chills because I was like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. And that is that is my very much like. For what position? Cabinet. What position? Be? Secretary you didn't say... of the. I did. Oh, you did. OK, I didn't. Of the Department of the Interior. She would that... be the first Native American as a cabinet position. Yes. Ever. In general. But I feel like coming into the position that oversees public lands especially important that that's where we need more native american voices that's where right. we need indigenous voices and indigenous leadership so that is what gives me and my heart all of the happiness what about you so for me i mean and i i haven't i haven't seen him on any list which is sad but uh for secretary of state one of my favorite politicians uh, former Wisconsin Senator Russ Feingold, who is now the the president of the American Constitution Society, which is a progressive constitutional organization. So he is an attorney. When he served in the Senate, he was generally considered the most progressive senator, um, maybe other than Bernie Sanders and for a while there, Paul Wellstone from Minnesota. So they were generally considered the most progressive have you sent him a tweet yet? You should send him a tweet. I was just looking on his Twitter to see like what his last personal tweet was, and it was a while ago. But somebody else, in response to like him congratulating Joe Biden winning presidency, was, "Hey, it'd be great to see you in the cabinet." So I'm gonna. Yes. Yeah. You should just get on that wagon too. I will. I'm already like, on that wagon. Him. I mean, he would be great because he is like insanely <laughs> smart. And what were you gonna say? I was going to say that you can send a fleet about it. I could. I, that could be my very first fleet. <laughs> so to the listeners, today is the day that the fleets were announced and debuted on the Twitter. That shit going to get ugly. I don't know how some people already, like, were ready. They were like, oh, yeah, here's all the fleet information. Like, I don't know if they just took the stuff that they had for Instagram stories. Right. But I was like, dang, y'all were ready. But also, like... Okay, so an Instagram 
like stories are great blah 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 like i but i follow like a very particular subset of people on instagram that are not the same type of people that i follow on twitter i also follow like two thousand people on twitter you know like yeah, it's a large I mean, number of same. people yeah whereas like instagram is not that many and it's almost all music so it's like i like their stories because it's like musicians and bands and like or people yeah. i actually know in person whereas like twitter's like there's this random person that tweeted some funny shit one time and I follow them because there was no yeah. investment in following them. But now I'm going to see their stupid fleet. Oh, <laughs> how do we hide the fleets? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, it's good. It's all very, it's all very interesting. The world is changing so fast. Clearly. Yeah. From yeah. 25 minutes ago, just on this podcast episode right. it's like a completely different world hey do you have any any more dream cabinet members i mean my dream dream is like a real dream as opposed to like russ feingold is like totally qualified and connected enough to where he could actually be on a list somewhere but my other one definitely not which is nina turner the great nina turner from the great state yeah. of ohio uh i think she would make an excellent um shocker secretary of defense I think she would – her husband's currently in the military, so she at least has an understanding, I'm sure, of like I want to see the, the military, military headed by a, by a black woman. That especially, would be amazing. Especially an anti-war black woman. Exactly. Bring everybody home. Incredible. Exactly. Bring everybody home. Slash those budgets. Slash them. Yeah. Slash them. Social programs. That's what we need. Oh, we're going we're gonna to invade what, what country? Uh-uh. That's none of our business. Nope. We don't need another multi-billion dollar aircraft carrier. These ones that we have here are fine. <laughs> it's like the mom that's like, you have food at home. My mom would be, oh my God. <laughs> my mom would be the best secretary of whatever. What would, what would my mom be great at? What, what would your mom be great at? Uh, well, she would probably be, I mean, like, realistic wise experience wise probably like health and human services or secretary okay. of education like those are probably she'd probably be actually like fairly decent at those just because of her experience but her demeanor i don't know you know what my mom is the worst communicator <laughs> do not tell her that but based on the last few um press secretaries <laughs> i think she would be wonderful right like Right now, the bar is really low on there. It's true. It's really true. It's like, as long as you don't tell any lies. Oh, my mom would. She would make up some shit. But is that even the bar? Because it's not. Like, as long as you don't, like, I don't know, like, cuss out cuss out a reporter, I think, is the, basically the bar. What is the bar? I don't think so. I think it's lower than that. You don't take a shit on the podium, like, during a press conference? Yes. Like, is that, that the is bar? The bar? That is the bar. That's where the bar is. So we're going to see whatever her, whatever the blonde woman's name is that's the current press secretary. Before the end of Trump's presidency, she's just going to take a shit right on, like, right during a press I briefing. I mean, are Coleman showers out of the question? <laughs> like, here's the thing. I don't know. Like, this is horrible. Shit is, like. I don't know how many <laughs> fires this administration, like, you know, I oh, expect so many horrible things. Right. You know, you know what 45 did today? He, 
I don't even remember. He fired somebody else. Yes, the the like head of like cybersecurity and cyberterrorism, like the what? person responsible for that. Yes, because but but they were like, no, there's no fraud. It had there right. hasn't been any election fraud. So he's like, you fired. What the, what the f man? Yeah, the Department of Homeland Security cybersecurity chief. That guy. So I mean, at this rate, like, I I. Every blow hurts because it's like I cannot believe this fucking thing is happening. But at right. the same time, you can because, like, we're not surprised. No. But it's just like, wait, wait, what the heck? I agree with you. Well. So we could we know that we could just completely ramble about the state of affairs for the rest of the evening. Yes. No one would listen to that except nobody. Us and probably Dwayne. Dwayne is sleep, so not even. <laughs> so what is what is one positive thing looking forward to the last month and a half of twenty twenty that you are looking forward to? Like what is something that personally or worldwide, like something that you are just like really, really positive or excited about. I actually I have several things that are that I'm looking forward. Um, I I'm really looking forward to to cooking. I'm gonna cook for the. Um, I mean, I'm not really gonna celebrate Thanksgiving, but I'm, we're just gonna make dinner. That's but good. it's gonna be like a fancy dinner, you know? Because um, Thanksgiving. Right. You know, the, well, if, if you the were on problematic Twitter, situation. And if you were on Twitter today and saw some of the new fleets, that some of the conservative commentators anyway were, were running with the idea that because of the coronavirus, leftists want to cancel Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not the, the main reason why we want to cancel it. But yes, do we want to cancel Thanksgiving? Yes. Actually, I was having a really good conversation today about Thanksgiving and how we can start to decolonize these practices. And the thing is that we don't have to get rid of the celebrations because the celebrations precede Thanksgiving as we know it. You know, right. it's a celebration of the harvest of the fall. Yes. We have celebrations of winter. We have, so you know, it's not, it's been co-opted. Oh, That's for what's sure. happened. But like, like we can, yeah, so we can still celebrate seasonal foods and gatherings and the change of, of seasons. It's just that we don't have to do it like Hallmark says we should. Exactly. Most definitely. But I am looking forward to cooking. I want to travel and see my family in Arkansas, and I'm hoping that that will be possible. I'm going to have to quarantine and, you know, right. put myself at some kind of risk um, if I'm going to go see my nibblings in Arkansas. But I would like to go see them. I don't know if it's going to be possible, but I'm going to try real hard. So, I'm, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you? So related to this the upcoming holiday um i am working but my plan is so how i'm celebrating most definitely is going to be with a massive pumpkin pie from costco probably all for myself i won't eat it in one sitting have you ever had pumpkin pie for, from sprouts it's delicious 
but the pumpkin pie from Costco is like I I have never had a store bought pumpkin probably I mean the only better pumpkin pie that I've had regularly is yours. So yeah. like like the Costco pumpkin pie, I don't know what they do to it. It's both massive and delicious. So So I you know everybody knows that I used to work at Get Outdoors Nevada. Right. The last Thanksgiving, I think it was that last year, we all were talk, having this conversation about pumpkin pies and who sold the best one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, y'all, I tried the Sprouts one and it's really good. It's not it's not good like I make it because I, I love the one I make. Right. But so we all brought, everybody brought different pumpkin pies and the one from Sprouts beat the one from Costco. And the Costco Ooh. lady... The Costco lady, the Costco lady, that's awful. <laughs> the person who brought the pie from Costco was also agreed that the Sprouts was good. Wow. So shout out. And the Sprouts pie is much smaller than the Costco pie, which right. <laughs> for for those of us who are still trying to work off that COVID, COVID-20 or whatever. Oh, happy anniversary yeah. to covid yeah, it's COVID's birthday today. We're celebrating. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, we cannot wait for the next administration. Yeah. But yeah, that I would say really other than that, I mean, I, like you, I'm hoping to visit my family. Um, I don't know if it'll be possible, uh, particularly with, you know, the state of both Colorado and Nevada and my parents being in a very peculiar health situation. So... Um, I won't, if I feel like I, there's a, like, I don't mind the risk for myself, but of course I mind the risk for my family. Right. So that's the thing. Um, you know, and since I'm still daily going to work, it's a, it's a trickier situation. I think I would be able to, if I was, you know, working from home, perhaps able to at least quarantine myself prior to a trip, which I'm not able to do at, th at this time. So um, but other than that, you know, I'm looking forward to, I've already seen a couple, uh, uh, artists, music artists that I like kind of plan some like, uh, live streams for like around the holidays, which I think will be exciting. Uh, one of my favorite bands just announced one today and they have a whole holiday show and I love their version of holiday songs. Um, anybody that I also love? Uh, no, I mean, it's Penny and Sparrow, which I okay. mean, yeah, so they're not necessarily your cup of tea, but, um, yeah, no. but they, they do put on some really great holiday shows and their live stream that they did a couple weeks ago was really funny and hilarious and I loved it. And so having them sing holiday songs would be also really nice because they're very, That's they're very nice. funny too. So they like to play off of each other. And I mean, they're best friends that sing together. Like it's very clear when you see them perform that they're like. They enjoy what they do. So, nice. So, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to. And of course, just like hopefully some positive political climates uh, or m let's put it this way, po different and slightly more positive, like slightly I, less negative. <laughs> yeah. Right. There we go. Oh, we and, cry. We laugh because we, we don't want to cry. And I mean, the one political note that I will say, and I know you are 100% on board with this, my new favorite and your new favorite congressperson, Cory Bush from St. Louis. Oh my God. Is the best. He's the fucking best. 
She is the best. And she is going to continue to be the best. And there are going to be so many people that get pissed off at her. And it's going to be great because she's doing what's right. This is the kind of people we need in Congress. Because she's a real fucking person. She's a real yeah. person. Who, with she real struggles. She didn't the position from the grandfather. No. And she's, she's, she's worked her ass fire. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kennedy, if you're listening to this, just kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah, she didn't grow up rich. She didn't inherit a business from her family. She's fucking single mom, nurse, activist. Gonna kick some ass. I am so happy that she's there. Yeah. Can't wait to see, you know, what, what happens. This, yeah. this wave of uh, progressives that has joined the con- giving yeah. me life. Because I don't, I don't think the Republicans and conservatives quite under, if they had an issue with the way that like AOC and Ilhan Omar like presented themselves like in Congress and were like super outspoken, they're going to, they're in for it because they have no idea what's going to come with Cori Bush. Like nothing, there's no way they can prepare for that. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait till she just starts calling people out. Like, like she already has been doing, but I am here for it. (laughs) Like on the house floor, just, Call those motherfuckers out. Like Sherrod Brown did today, too. Also huh? calling motherfuckers out. Oh, yeah. dude, I saw that on the gram <laughs> right before this call. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, B, here we are ending our episode five days after we started it. The five-day-long episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to our team. Um, Jose and Ashley. Right. Allison in the Midwest. And little Sebastian, who's the baby of the group. And then the oh. pets, the wild and free pets. We have uh, Raven the dog and Dwayne the sleep kitty. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>